Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 308. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host every week. I'm joined by our sponsor, Blueprint MCAT, the co-host of this podcast. And we are continuing our MCAT Like a Pro series, preparing for your MCAT test day like a pro. That's what we're going to focus on today. But before we jump in, I want to remind you to go to blueprintmcat.com right now. Sign up for a free account so that you can check out all of the amazing free resources, including a free half-length diagnostic and a free full-length exam that you can go and use to help prepare you for a better MCAT score today. That's blueprintmcat.com. Let's go and jump into our Prepare for your MCAT test day like a pro episode right now. Nicole back for some more MCAT podcast testing like Hello. a pro today. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to wrap up our pro series. I think this will be the last in the series, at least for now, where we're going to walk through test day and hopefully try to do it like a pro. Um, <laughs> what would a pro do the night before a test? I'm glad you asked, Dr. Gray, because the first thing I was going to say is your test day actually kind of starts the day before um, your exam. Because um, the day before your exam, um, if you want to take like maybe like an hour to do just a few light flashcards, maybe just read through a few things like for your weaknesses, um, review like a little study sheet, that is okay. But the vast majority of your day before your test should be time for you to relax and chill out. So the night before your exam, I hope you are eating a favorite food of yours that you know is friendly to your stomach. Um, that you, so you're going to eat a good meal, something you feel good about. Um, and you are going to chill out that night. And you're going to do your best <laughs> to go to bed early. Um, whether or not that is going to be successful is another <laughs> question. Um, I personally, not to, not to scare anyone, but I, um, one of my personal uh, personal strengths is that I drop to sleep like that, always have, yeah. um, which I'm very grateful for. Um, I before my the day before my MCAT day, I could not I could not fall. Uh oh, <laughs> I probably didn't fall asleep until like two or three a.m. Um, it's it's actually a downfall. I I am the same way where I can just as yeah. soon as I'm ready to go to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm done, <laughs> and then I start <laughs> yeah. start using. But but that's mm -hmm. great when it works, and then the random times it doesn't, we don't have You're the like, skills necessary. <laughs> Wait, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't have the skills necessary to get myself to sleep. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like uh -huh. what now? 
No. And, um, I had even like, I would like take like melatonin before my practice tasks. So like practice, like for testing. Cause I was like, I bet you I'm going to be nervous. Like I want, like, I need to like drop to sleep. Um, and like, make sure that this is like, okay for me. It did nothing. <laughs> it did nothing. It just made my body feel oh, no. tired while my mind was still going crazy. So, um, I almost think, I almost think it made it worse. Mm. Fun fact. So that's actually something I regret is trying to use melatonin to sleep, even though I practiced with it, with my practice test to make sure that it was okay. But day off test day, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. So that's okay. So one, like, don't like, like get in bed at nine. Like, yes, great. Excellent. I'm going to talking right now in terms of if you have an early morning test. If you have a 3 PM test, um, you usually go to bed at midnight. Great. Go to bed at midnight. Okay. Um, so I'd say just be prepared, be prepared the night before that, like, you know, really try to cultivate as much calm as you can on um, right mindfulness meditation. Um, like I played some music, didn't really help, but I did. It made it better. It made it less worse. Um, right. So yeah, my, like I said, like I mentioned, mindfulness meditation practice. Um, whatever is calming to you, like do some drawing, do some painting, do some push-ups. I don't know. Whatever makes you feel calm and is anti-anxiety for you, um, do that. Do that all the day before your test because the anxiety is going to be real. It is going to be real. Um, so like, don't let that surprise you. I'm still something I talk with students on practice tests. If they're like, like, oh, like I was really anxious on that practice test. I was like, excellent, better simulation of test day conditions. So practice dealing with that anxiety whenever you feel it rearing um, throughout your prep. And then just try to chill out as much as you possibly can the day before your test day and try to go to bed early with the knowledge that you might, that you're probably not going to fall asleep as fast as you usually would, but you're still going to be okay anyways, right. which also get a lot of sleep the days before that. Yeah. Right. Because you don't want to be going like, like cramming studying. Right. But then, oh, I'm going to chill out and get a ton of sleep the day before my test day. I want you to be sleeping like 11 hours, like a day before, like the week <laughs> before your test. Right. Because we all know that doing right. If you have you get two nights of sleep, bad nights of sleep, two days in a row, that that feels like oodles worse than if it's just one day and it's just a one off and you were previously really well rested before that. So yeah. just a shout out that like your test date, your day of test prep, like really should start the week before by sleeping <laughs> as much as possible. I'm also a person for me. I know that um, sleep is really, really uh, important for me. When I took the SAT, I um, accidentally scheduled an SAT retake for the day after my senior prom. Um, and so I did not have very much sleep going into that exam. Why I didn't cancel it? Could not, could not tell you. It was, uh, it was an interesting time. Um, and my like score dropped an obscene amount. <laughs> cause, cause it, yeah. So if you are a person like me who knows that like sleep drastically affects your performance, um, especially sleep drastically affects everyone's performance. We have plenty <laughs> of data for that. That's uh, true. That's um, true. Something like it doesn't, but yeah. I think it messes with all of us. Yeah. Some people think they drive better a, a little buzz. No, no, that's not how this works. Um, talk about uh, something mm -hmm. else potentially that I think a pro would do prior to test day is actually knowing specifically where the test center is. Where do I park? Where do I go? What floor? 100%. What building? What entrance? 
100%. I would actually recommend um, either your practice test the week before um, or whenever it is. I want you to take a practice test on the same day of the week that your actual exam is because traffic patterns change throughout the week. Um, and at the time that you will be driving to your testing center um, on the day of your exam, I want you to drive there. Um, and if you have to park in the parking garage like I did, you park in the parking garage, you pay whatever fee it is. And you walk to the testing center. If they will let you up there, you go up. You go as far <laughs> as your testing people let you. Um, yeah, so definitely going to your testing center, understanding the transportation situation, um, at you know avoiding relying on something like Uber or Lyft to get to the testing center, unless you have literally absolutely no other option. Um, definitely something to do before test day. You do not want any surprises that morning. Yeah. Okay. So test day rolls around. It's the morning. What am I doing? Let's just assume normal morning test time. What am I doing? (laughs) You're waking up, hopefully to your alarm, suddenly realizing that you actually did fall asleep. And I swear to goodness that I was awake (laughs) about 10 seconds earlier. And you're like, I actually did sleep. Okay. And then you're going to wake up and you're going to be happy that you actually did sleep um, more than maybe more than you thought you did. Um, and then I said, what you're, you'll hopefully have the previous evening as well, laid out all of your things that you need. So you've got all your snack, your lunch, everything pre-packed in your fridge, um, or whatever you have. Um, and so basically that you can sleep in as much as possible, right? So, you know, set your alarm as late as you can within reason. We still want to make sure we're getting to the testing center early, uh, all right, so if your exam starts at 8, don't be rolling up at 7.58. Uh-uh, you got to get checked in. There's, I think, believe most testing centers recommend getting there at like 7.30. Does that sound right to you, Dr. Gray, if we're talking about a morning test? There's also, you're going to have information from your testing. Like They're going to send you like emails. Read the emails, please. Um, they're going to tell you important things like what, if you are like testing in an urban area like I did, like, yeah, like what floor you're going to, like what suite mm-hmm. it is. Um, so I said, ideally, you should be able to kind of roll out of bed, throw on your comfiest, um, most sweat-friendly clothes, um, and just roll out to the testing center in whatever way um, you are going to be arriving there. So try to have everything set up, like I said, so that way you can sleep in as late as you can while still getting there um, with a comfortable amount of early time, right? So if they tell you to get there at 7.30, 7.20 would be a great time to get there, right? Don't show up at seven. They're just going to make you stand there. They're not going to let you in. It's going to be a waste of your time. Had been there, had done that. Um, I got there so early. Yeah, they wouldn't even let me up the elevator to go stand in line. So be a, be just a little bit earlier than they tell you to be. Not a lot earlier. Yeah. Okay. So, so be there on time in the military. We say early is on time on time is late and late is not acceptable. Do not be late to the testing. That's what they say in the classical music world. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, It's interchangeable. Classical music, military, all the same. Um, So we show up to the testing center. Um, uh Oh, I forgot my wallet. (laughs) Like a pro would not forget their wallet. What, What are we bringing to the testing center? Yeah, so you're going to need to have, uh, like I said, once again, rely on what the AMC, your testing center, um, tells you to have. So you're going to need to have your form of identification. I believe I said that just is just driver's license sufficient. I think it, I think I just have my driver's license. I think so. um, or right, if you need to bring like a passport, right? Maybe you're an international student or something like that who doesn't have a driver's license. Make sure you have 
that photo ID with you. Um, and also that you're not bringing a bunch of extraneous items to the testing center, right? Like you shouldn't be wearing your watch to the testing center. You're not allowed to have that. Um, I believe technically the AMC also says that you're not allowed to have some kinds of jewel. Like you're not, technically not supposed to wear jewelry, I don't think. So I would recommend like anything that's easily removed um, and won't like cause you a lot of distress to not have it on for whatever reason. Um, remove those, you know, worst case scenario, they tell you when you get there, like, hey, those earrings are like too dangly for this test. Yeah. Um, so just be like, be prepared about all those little details um, or something like, I believe like a hoodie, right? That's something like, depending on your testing center, right? Um, they might have certain requirements or might like ask you to like take off a jacket, something like that. So making sure you have layers, I think it's also... Um, a really good option. Um, So, you know, don't show up with like a tank top and then like a hoodie on top because they might ask you to ditch the hoodie and then you're going to be cold. Yeah. And and Mm -hmm. one point of clarification, uh, again, thinking like a pro Mm -hmm. here, uh, Mm -hmm. if you change your name, (laughs) make Mm -hmm. sure that whatever name you registered to take the MCAT under is the same name that's on your ID because if it doesn't match, you ain't taking the test. Yes. Be very, very careful. And this is why like setting, like make sure all these things are set the night before that you've reread all the checklists, um, everything that you need to have with you. Um, you do not want to be surprised when you get to the testing center. Um, yeah. right. And if you're paranoid, right. Have your roommate on standby, <laughs> right. That they know that there's a chance they might have to hook it to wherever you are. If something goes wrong or yeah. you need something, um, you know, so plan plan for the unexpected before test day so that way when you get there, it's smooth sailing, right? Once again, mental space. Um, we don't want to, you. I don't want that taking up your energy on test day. I want you to have as much as you can, as, as relaxed as possible <laughs> mindset. That might not be very relaxed at all, but at, yeah. let's at least hope it's not full panic, at least we can get to just tense, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's all about trying to downgrade your levels of anxiety as much as you can for you. Yeah. What about maximizing mm-hmm. breaks and stuff like that during test day? Yeah, definitely. Um, I said, so take your breaks, take all your breaks, take them the full amount of time. Um, and I'm going to say a few things that uh, there's a chance it might vary a little bit depending on your testing center. I took mine at a Pearson testing center. Is that standard? I'm not sure. Yes, um, that Pearson yeah, is okay. the so official testing. They're all administered by Pearson, right? It used to okay. be Prometric, now it's Pearson. Whoever gives the AMC the most money or something like that is how it works. <laughs> yeah, so this is at a, listen, an urban testing center, Pearson, as they all are. Um, so when you, like I said, so in terms of taking your breaks, um, for me, like they didn't like tell me when my break was over. Like there's not someone who's like shepherding you. Um, also because you are probably not going to start your exam at the exact same time as other people. Um, this is not something I realized. I actually probably started my exam at like 7.45 or something like that. You know, it's an 8 a.m. exam. Um, but pretty much every single person started before 8 a.m. Um, at least at my testing center, after you were checked in and you were all set, they sat you down to get started. So don't be expecting to wait um, like until an arbitrary time. They're probably just going to get you going um, once you get there. And so in terms of taking breaks, people are going to be taking their breaks at different times, probably. So there might be some like very small noises behind you. Um, so just like be prepared for the room to not be like 100% silent. This is why I always recommend students to take their practice tests in a library because you want to play somewhere that's like quiet, but they like also might have somebody walking behind you occasionally. Um, so I think it's a pretty good simulation of what you're actually going to have on test day. 
during your breaks, um, my personal favorite thing to do was eat a little bit of trail mix. Uh, just keep fueling whenever I felt like I could eat. Um, right. Cause like what happens if you bomb the next section and then your lunch break, you don't want to eat it all because you are busy hyping yourself up because that felt really scary and bad. Um, right. So I'd say munch whenever you feel like you can munch. Like I said, once again, make sure you have things that are going to be safe for your stomach that you're used to eating. Don't suddenly drink a bunch of caffeine if that's not something you're used to. Um, if you usually drink a ton of caffeine, don't suddenly not drink a bunch of caffeine. So once again, no sudden changes on test day, no surprises. You should have done all of this as closely as you possibly can before test day, like to the extent that I have a lot of students who before every single practice test drive to their testing center and back and then sit for their practice exam. That's great simulation of what you're going to do on test day. It should feel routine. Um, I also, from sitting, I would do lunches during my breaks. I would be like, I was always like stretching and walking around um, just to try to like get my body moving. So that way I wasn't like sitting there like sore and like fidgeting in my seat. So a little bit of stretching, a little bit of lunges, you know, get your fellow testees in on it in a way that is not obtrusive, you know, um, whatever I said is going to make you, your body feel good. That's what you should be doing on breaks. Like I said, which hopefully includes drinking water, stretching a little bit, um, and generally just standing up and trying to take lots of deep breaths. Lots and lots and lots of deep breaths. Lots and lots. lots. Um, Mm. when it comes to, uh, the things that I hear from, from students at testing centers is, it usually comes down to distractions, whether it's technology distractions with a computer glitching, Mm -hmm. noise distractions with someone coughing or other stuff in the testing center. Mm -hmm. What are, what are some pro tips for minimizing distractions as much as possible or, or, or rather not letting them hopefully affect you as much? Yeah. I I think it goes back to what I was saying that like, you have to be used to that. Right. Um, I said, so don't let the first time somebody has a coughing fit behind you while you're taking an exam be on your test day. Right. So be used to dealing with these slight differences in circumstances. Right. And also be prepared for it. So once again, this like, if you're listening to the show, that's great because you're setting your expectations. Don't expect it to be a, like an isolated, perfectly quiet, like room, you know, with a window or whatever, like don't have expect too many expectations going into it. Be prepared for like little things to be off or for like the sound of everyone clicking to be like low key deafening in your ears. <laughs> um, right. So be just, don't let it surprise you essentially. Um, also at the testing center, you will get, I forget if it's earplugs or like headphones. Like earmuffs. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. so you do get like a thing that goes over your ear um, that like is supposed to like help cancel like out background noise. Um, also, like once again, don't let anything surprise you on test day. If you want to try using the little earmuff thingies, like Google what you're testing, like call your testing center and ask them what brand of headphones they have. Like be crazy about it, okay? Yeah. Like be be like really ridiculous about replicating all of these details because it's going to pay off. Um, like for me, I know that like if I have things like pressing on my ears, um, that it actually, I know this from skiing, that it actually gives me like a really bad headache if I have like something pressing on my ear for too long. So you better believe I was not wearing those because I knew that if I did that it was going to like make my head and my ears hurt like really quickly. 
right? You don't want to try those out on test day and then suddenly realize that it's halfway through cars and you just developed a raging headache, but the clicking noises are still deafening. So you want to keep them on, but now you're distracted because your head hurts and it's pounding. Oh my God, I'm five minutes behind. And oh my God, there's no way I can do this. I'm freaking out. Oh wait, my computer just flashed. I mean, does that mean it's going to break? Okay. We want, we don't, I don't want you to Void, void, void. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this is once again, don't let it surprise you because on test day, your job is to take the MCAT. Don't let your, don't, don't let yourself have anything else to worry about because be that good at planning ahead. Yeah. Anything else about test day? Have fun afterwards. Mm -hmm. Make yourself some really nice plans for after you get back from that exam, go out to dinner with some friends, you know, whatever your favorite thing to do where you are. Um, If you want to just, if you want to have a movie marathon by yourself and eat any popcorn and chocolate, (laughs) whatever you have, right. You know, having a a carrot to dangle in front of yourself is really great. I recommend this for practice tests too. Um, right. Cause once again, like I said, mentality is really huge. Like I said, you've heard me emphasize over and over again in this episode, right? Like managing your anxiety, right. Trying to set yourself up for the best success, you know, trying not to have unexpected things pop up. Um, and as much as you're going to not have fun while you're at the testing center, you can be like, Hey, I'm going like, at least I can, like, I have something to think about right now other than my test while I'm on my break. And yeah. that is how excited I am for dinner with my best friends. tonight. Yeah. So I, I think mm-hmm. just, just to reiterate that, I think, we don't, uh, as a society, as a a species of human psychology, we don't celebrate the small wins. Sitting for the MCAT is a huge win. Don't worry about your score. Don't wait to celebrate till you get that score back a month later. Celebrate all of the hard work that went into being able to just sit for it that first time exactly. or second time or whatever. So yeah, dinner glass of wine if you're old enough whatever whatever it is that is going to help yeah. you feel good yeah mm-hmm. celebrate 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 so awesome all right um and then when it comes to pro pro level thinking here again um i get done with my test test day's done i go celebrate is there a day after is there a um decompress um what what we call a, a post-mortem all the time in, in, <laughs> in the military of like let me let me discuss what went right what went wrong should i just get right back into studying just in case like what does that post mcat t- day look like yeah no matter if you are absolutely convinced that you got like a 485 on your mcat test day um you're taking the next month off congratulations, you've earned it. By sitting for the MCAT, you get a month off. Um, So definitely don't start studying again, um, no matter how you thought you did on your exam. There's some horror stories out there of people who basically took one cat and another MCAT exam before they got their other score back and things went very poorly for them and their score actually dropped the second time. So don't Don't turn into that horror story, okay? Please, please yeah. don't do that. Um, so don't register for another exam yet. Um, like don't don't do any work. Don't try do your best to forget the MCAT ever happened. That's my advice. MCAT, what MCAT? Month. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. You don't even know the words MCAT. Um, but in you're probably gonna, it's gonna feel like a, you're gonna feel like a little like empty. Cause you're like, you know, all the, all these moments where you would like have the MCAT right running on like your background refresh of your brain and be like, Oh, I need to sit down to study. Then you'd be like, Oh wait, 
I don't. So it's going to take you a few days to kind of like reacclimate to life without the stress of the MCAT constantly in the back of your head. Then of course, there's plenty of anxiety and waiting for your score. Um, I said, but at that point, your job is to just like get back to doing whatever you were doing before you started studying the MCAT. If you, uh, you know, made any changes to your schedule, you know, put it back the way it was, you know, take some time to relax and, you know, just know that whatever happened, happened and try to have the most confidence in yourself you can because um, most people don't think they killed their MCAT even when they did after they walk on the testing center. Most people don't feel great. That's totally normal. So know that if you think you bombed it, um, that probably actually doesn't really mean anything and you won't know what you actually did until you get your score back. Um, statistically, it will be close to the average of your last few full lengths. So um, if you were in a good spot to test and you know you were testing when you should have been, right when you were near a score in your practice test that you were comfortable with, um, you should be able to trust that because because that is generally accurate for your average student. The statistics apply to populations, but not individuals. But hey, you're part of the population, so we might as well be as optimistic as we can. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Preparing for your MCAT test day like a pro. This is the end of our MCAT like a pro series. Hopefully this was helpful to give you some tips and clues and ideas on how to make sure that you are fully prepared for your MCAT test day. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.